Mark, how are you, man? Tony, I wish I was taking uh, balls from you at second base, right? <laughs> Back in the day when we were on the, the same softball team. but The yeah, ESPN the radio softball team, which I think was the greatest softball <laughs> team since the king and his court and the queen and her maids. I'll tell you what, we had Bruno at second. We had Bob Valvano playing the great Craig Nettles role at third. I think Rob Dibble was our center fielder. And, uh, you know, I tried not to drop any balls at first base. So Who played short? <laughs> That's a good question. Who did play short? Who was on first? Had, it must have been one of the young production assistants. Usually you get your ringer at shortstop. I got you. Exactly right. The great Mark Kesterson. So, Mark, the same question we ask everybody, you know. There's no NBA. There's no playoffs. So are you doing anything else? Are you, are you at home? What are you doing? Are you allowed to work? Are you deemed essential? What is going on? I, I am non-essential, apparently. Uh, I, I'm essential enough to you know, do some affiliate calls for our great ESPN radio network. Uh, I did work uh, the NFL draft in a, a minor aspect. We had to do it with, I think, five or six people, all in different parts of the country. Uh, I turned out to be more of the update guy. I was the only one in Bristol, so I think I was the fail-safe. If everybody's uh, broadcast line went down, uh, I was your Trey Wingo with no help if, uh, if that all went down. Wow. Fortunately, it didn't for our, uh, for our listeners. And actually, mostly I'm working on uh, some old classic NBA games. We've rolled out uh, some of those great uh, late 90s Chicago Bulls finals that aired on ESPN Radio. We just did the flu game this past Sunday, and we got Steve Kerr's game coming up this Sunday. So, uh, yeah, they give me a little something to do, keep it interesting. So you were that guy, one of those guys behind the scenes keeping that draft going. I thought that draft came off beautifully. I thought there would be all kinds of glitches or, you know, mistakes. It was, it was a great production. It really was. Our radio production was a little bit easier in that, um, you know, there were five, five or six voices all you know, from their basements or wine cellars or wherever. The TV production, um, which, you know, I only got to see it. I didn't really get to hear it. It was on the big screen in the studio. But knowing what was going on, um, you know, with uh, somewhere upwards of 200 feeds coming in, and if anyone's had a, a family FaceTime or Zoom, you know how hard it is once you get that third person in, let yep. alone 180. Uh, it, it's all good when it's you and your sister. When mom is the third wheel in, forget it. The whole thing goes south. So they've do, they've done it. They did a great job over there last weekend. That was pretty remarkable. Mark Hestetcher does remarkable NBA. So I'll ask you, like I ask everybody else that's involved in not just play by play, but the NBA primarily, and that is. Is there going to be any basketball this year, Mark? Gut? I mean, I, unless you have inside sources, I know you and Mark Silver are pretty close. What is your gut feeling and what are your sources telling you right now? Uh, sources close to me are telling me. Look, when I, um, when, this, when I first came home from San Antonio on March, whatever it was, 11th now, uh, I would have thought that, uh, you know, maybe a couple months, we could finish the regular season, get the playoffs in somewhat delayed, and then as a few weeks went by, I pretty much had settled on. I'm not sure if we'll get the regular season. Maybe we will as a warm-up, but still feeling they could get an eight-week playoff in uh, or maybe even six weeks if they want to go best of three, best of five early, somewhere in July and August. I'm still holding out hope for that, but I'm becoming a realist as we go here. 
And I don't know. I frankly do not know. It's hard to even get a reading when you talk to friends who have legitimate sources. I don't consider myself, you know, to have those great sources, especially being at home and not traveling around and being in NBA arenas where you really get the good information. Um, I, I think it all depends on what happens here just in everyday life in the next uh, three to four weeks. I think the month of May is critical to see if, you know, we already see some states are rolling out some back-to-normal plans. We'll see what the rest of the states do. And, you know, if there is a plan to have it in a bubble city in one of the states that is open, uh, I, I really think knowing Adam Silver as much as all of us do, you know, he's going to be on the forefront of this, especially scientifically and, you know, if there's enough testing. Testing seems to be the big thing. If there's going to be some kind of easy test where it doesn't take eight days to get results, it may take eight hours or eight minutes, hopefully, um, then maybe they could pull this off. But to me, that seems to be the crux of having any kind of uh, NBA or any other team sport, really, is to make sure there's some kind of testing to make it safe for everybody. And then I think I've come to grips with the fact that we probably won't have fans at any of these games, I don't even know, for the rest of 2020. The great Mark Castiger. I call him Casti because I know him. and He's the, hey, only, guy, he's the only guy that's <laughs> been to my house in Venice and here in South Philly. Not that, many people do that. That was a great restaurant, by the way. I don't know if we're allowed to give restaurant names over the air, but I've been back to that restaurant, that Italian place you took us to, uh, back in February, maybe three times already. That yeah, place well, was fabulous. P.J. Carlissimo loves that place, and he, when you guys came to town, it's Labor 2 here on East Pass yeah. Avenue. It is a great, great restaurant. And I'll tell you, when I saw the check that night when we were there, because, <laughs> you know, P.J. loves his red wine, and so mm. do the rest of us. But there was everything. I mean, we went from soup to nuts to dessert, back to soup, back to nuts, back to more wine. It was insane, but it did was. Did we split phenomenal. the check, or did one of the heavy hitters pick it no, up? No, I no. Really, I, I was waiting for PJ to pick up the whole tab, and then I realized <laughs> I had to take my my credit card out oh, too. Oh, so even, even those of us with the short arms had to, to reach in. Oh, oh that was. I that mean, was I may be in night. the I may be in the host city when you guys were here doing a Sixer game, but you know, I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to get taken care of. You know, between John Martin and PJ, you didn't do credit card roulette. Oh, that's dangerous. No, we didn't Will, do Will that. Will Purdue either. taught me credit card roulette like 20 years ago. And Will Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that, was, that was a bad yeah. loss. I took yeah. a on that one. That's a huge loss <laughs> right there. As, uh, as Doug Collins once said after a Sixer game. Remember, that's a huge oh, loss. Yeah. So, so, Mark, obviously, you know, you do a great job, and everybody knows and hears your voice all over the place. And so now, if there is no basketball, because you see companies are cutting back every day. They're cutting people back. You're not essential, blah, blah, blah. What happens to people like you and the rest of the people whose job it is to broadcast games? Yeah, it's scary. I, I feel myself very fortunate. I had just resigned with the company in January. So, but I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any pandemic clause in my deal. I'm not positive. Who knows? I know that um, the company had asked, uh, I don't know if it was the top 100 contract earners, to take a you know, three-month pay cut. Maybe that rolls in a little more uh, you know, to help out the rest of the company. But overall, we have friends, you and I, who broadcast games who are not you know, working for the team. They may work you know, for the radio station, but they're approved by the team. And you know, it's, a, it's a scary time in our industry right now. I think... I want to say, quote-unquote, short-term if there's no basketball because maybe, uh, you know, they're back at it next fall or, or December 25th start. Who knows if they need to go in that direction. Um, hopefully, 
there's enough smart people, way smarter than me, who are looking at this down the road where you can save X amount of money between here and, and when you're going to start next season and bridge the gap. But right now there's so many questions uh, that it, it's hard to even anticipate what it means. I, here's one thing. I hope everyone keeps their job, but there is a reality that even if we do come back this year, we may not even be at the site where these games are being right. played. Technology has come to the point where we can do these games from a studio. I don't know if we can do them from a home, you know, to make it work out, you know, without all kinds of delays. But, uh, you know, our business is, is in the process of changing and may even have to change a little bit more, even in play-by-play, which has always been, you know, largely folks on site, talk to coaches, talk to players, bring in insight that uh, people don't necessarily have because we get a little extra access. That may be denied for a little bit until we, uh, until we get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, that's something that I thought would, would possibly be uh, happening because they, they do it now. I mean, that BN network, down, they have guys down in Miami, Florida, doing European soccer games, yeah. and they're in Miami. So, uh, you know, that could definitely be something. But I see here you did games for the Albany Patroons out of, <laughs> out of Syracuse, his first job. I know. Now, was right. that during the Phil Jackson years, or did you just miss that? I hear there were three big coaches for the Albany Patroons. Phil Jackson, I was in ninth grade, but that was when okay. my dad – took me to the Albany Armory because he was a huge Knicks fan in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we got to go see Phil Jackson. When I was at Syracuse, Bill Musselman oh, yeah. had a championship team. Scotty Brooks was on that team. Some other Rick Carlisle was on that team. Mm-hmm. I, my first job was the George Carl Albany Patroons. Wow. Where we had Mario Ellie, who no one had ever heard of. Vincent Askew ended up playing on the 96 Supersonics team. Our, our starting five all got 10 days right when the playoffs started, Terry Stotts, the assistant coach, had to play. And he was still pretty good in his early 30s. It was a, it was a great time to, to get into uh, my broadcasting career. Oh, that's it's awesome. one of my favorite names of all time in sports, too, the Albany Patroons. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is Do you know patroon? what a patroon is? No. Today? No. It is a wealthy Dutch landowner. Of course, upstate New York was settled by the Dutch in the 1600s, but... Uh, you can't get in and out of Albany or at least be born there without knowing that. Now, Miss Robin, who's a, who's a Dutchie who lived in, in, in Amsterdam, grew up there, didn't even know what a patroon was. Oh, well, she may have to lose her uh, Dutch card for no, now. No, 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 no. Uh, i got to give her be- one of these now, Mark. Yeah. I hate to do it to no. her. Okay? And I'm going to hand it right back to Mark because, he, you know, there's no way I would have known that it was a patroon. Way he pronounced it. No, that's it. tequila. No. Yeah. No. Come on. Well, you know what? Yeah. That's it's a pretty- good point. Maybe I was off on pronunciation. But you know what, Tony? You're right on cue. It's almost 5 o'clock. Patron time. Come on. <laughs> Patron sounds like something that might have been on the dessert menu at Laver 2 or something. Exactly. You know right. No, they had, a, they had a, No, you know what they had? They had that, what is it called? The Chenta Herb, which means it's like, but they didn't have it that night, and P.J. Carlissimo was really pissed off. They <laughs> had the special, the special uh, digestive, you know, the after oh, yeah, drink. Yeah. And it's like a hundred herbs. Yeah, what's and the it's stuff really that... nasty. A lot of people like that sour stuff. The it's Campari. not like a limoncello. No, shallow. No, 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 no. It's like a what's Campari. What's the stuff with the little green fairies that, that makes you go crazy? The stuff that what? they have in green New Orleans? fairies? Yeah. The, absinthe? Uh, absinthe. Oh. No, this is, no, this is an Italian thing. Gente like... herb is like absinthe. Gente herb means a hundred herbs. I know, but uh-huh. it's the same idea. Not Albany Patroons. By the way, are they still the Albany? There is no more there Albany Patroons. There is no Patroons. more. Uh, right? you, 
something came back in some other league and they took the name and tried it, but it, <laughs> it wasn't like that. I'm telling you, this place, the Washington Avenue Armory, was a classic. It was like a thousand seats. It was packed every night. And at halftime, when you went to the bathroom, you were right next to like the 610 center from the other team also Beautiful. using the urinal right next to you. It was a great place. Great place to go. <laughs> you know, he's one of the Syracuse guys that I've always loved, uh, yeah. Mark Kastich. And the other guys, not so monogamous. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know Tony, but I appreciate the love. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was nice enough to come to one of my birthday parties at my house in Venice. I with, wouldn't with miss that. Mike Tarico, Rob, uh, Robin wasn't even there then. It was Mike that was a Tirico, great spot, too. Mark Kesticher, Beth Faber, the whole ESPN crew got together at my place in Venice. Man, beautiful. I didn't know what was what back then, and I remember we stayed not too far from your place at a hotel, and they had, like, 20 bikes in the lobby. And I'm like, what's the deal with the bikes? And they're like, oh, they could, you could ride your bike up the beach all the way, yep. you know, to Malibu. And I was like, this is the greatest hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. Great restaurants, great area. Hey, I need, I need to live to live in Los Angeles. Just couldn't afford it. I know. I, I, I should have never left, probably. <laughs> I would be living on the beach right now in Venice. <laughs> and I would be helping them fill up the skate parks with sand so that all those bras couldn't go out there the and skateboard during the pandemic. But then they quarantine at the beach? Or like me, you can quarantine in, uh, near Hartford, Connecticut, where it's like 42 degrees on May 1st. Come on. It's a beautiful day in Hartford, man. <laughs> Don't forget, the whale will never die, man. <laughs> the right. Hartford Whalers, baby. The Miss whale. Them. <laughs> Mark, always great to talk to you, man. Anything else that I want? I need just give me something positive before we go out. Positive, yes. Sports-wise, I really, I really think, uh, I think the PGA Tour, right? They're getting set, maybe, hopefully, in a yep. few weeks. And I don't know how they're going to figure out Major League Baseball, but what if I told you July Fourth, opening day? Would you buy that? I'll take it. Half a season. Yeah, I'll I'd take be a it. Yankee doodle dandy for me. I get the, I get the Thunderbirds <laughs> to come back and do another flyby today. Does and Garrett Cole still get the full $800 million if, uh, if he only pitches half a season? That's These a are the qu- things I think about. That's yeah, that's question. the kind of stuff. Yeah. See, that's the things I don't think about. <laughs> I don't worry about whether athletes like Major League Baseball players are going to be able to scrape by on only half a, half a year's salary. Listen, I don't want anybody to suffer. It's not their fault. But you think you're going to sit here and worry about – and you think every year – you think every year that Bobby Bonilla sits there and worries about that check coming from the New York Mets? He gets Mets? that annuity every year. He's no, going to get we that all check. marvel at it. Exactly. Every July 1st, we're like, Bobby Bonilla Day. All <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <Exactly. laughs> it's like a lottery ticket that we all wish we had. He was a hero of mine. It is the greatest single contract ever signed oh. in sports history. Mm-hmm. The worst ever signed and the best ever received. Yeah. Exactly right. Mark Kestinger hanging out in Bristol still, right? Absolutely. Is that, Dairy, is that Dairy Queen open yet around the corner? It's been like 800 different varieties of uh, food, and um, it has been closed, though. No. Recently. Yes. How can the Dairy Queen not be open in Bristol, Connecticut, where there's that, nothing else around? That's what I'm thinking. There is a batting cage area that has soft serve, so maybe they drove them out of business. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, but even the batting cage has to be closed, right? You can't have people in there taking Oh, no, no, no BP right now, but you ever, you know, have trouble with your boss during the day back in the pre-pandemic era? Oh, man, you just go to the batting cage. For me now, I'm putting on maybe 50 or 40 miles an hour and have a few cracks at it. You'll feel better. See, those are the kinds of tips to relieve that pandemic stress that each and every one of us is feeling right now from the great Mark Kestinger. Mark, great to talk to you, man. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Good chatting with you, Tony. Always great. Thank you, man. There he is. Let's put your hands together for the great Mark Kestinger.